you know, all the, all it's the, yeah, it's the way, yeah, and now life's time seems to, now you see it as it's happening, not happening to you, yeah, most of the time we're seeing life as happening to, 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 to you or others, yes, that's the split mind, this is like life is just happening, so now it isn't this way or that way, it's the way, yeah, and the the way is the this and that is included in the, yeah? But if, if the this and that is, and then there's another this, which is a, just a part of this and that, that's not the, yeah? So, you know what I mean? And so if this tries to become the, the, it's just going to be, I, I am the, and I'm not the, you know what I mean? It'll be this and that and about the. Yeah? So it'll be the way, but then it's not the way, it's that way. Uh, and it's the way this way, <laughs> which a lot of people do. <laughs> they go, oh, I know the way, and it's this way. No, the way. <laughs> no, it's this way. But how about that way? No, it's only this way. No, it's the way. <laughs> it's not the way, it's who's on it. Or what's on it, basically. Yeah? So... He's just trying to save you a lot of time so that you don't use mind to try to get out of mind. You don't use spirit to try to get out of spirit or to get out of mind. You don't use the light to try to find the light. You don't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. It's it's just a basic, a preliminary understanding that will save you a whole lot of time here. Really, a lot of time and confusion. That's why most of the greatest, let's say... uh, Suggestions or hey, take a look at this are really succinct, very t- very short. You know, they takes like less than one breath to say them. Yet it will probably cause an ease and comfort in all your remaining breaths of this life. You know, if you could just entertain that. So, like Saint Francis says, you know, what's looking is what you're looking for. Now, if you look at it that way, you can get so much out of it because it's not stated as who's looking is what you're looking for. Yeah. It says what's looking. So what takes it out of the singularity, the independent, the separate, little lastingness of what we take ourselves to be? And it just says what. What could be pretty damn huge, yeah? It could be infinite. It could be not of thingness. Yeah. Usually what isn't, yeah, so what. So that just, if you could just entertain that when you hear, you know, what's looking is not is, is what you're looking for. The your is the sense of you-ness, yeah? The who. Who's looking, yeah? That's what confuses us. It doesn't say who's looking is what you're looking for. What happens is, we start at the looking for, and we're looking for from the who, yeah? When the whole, the, the whole solution is, it's what, yeah? The correction isn't in finding a better way for you to look, It's not that. It's not to get a more extreme, clearer vision as a you. It's to realize you're not that. Yeah? And then, what was masquerading as the who's looking will be sensed, like, with no time passing, the what. And then you'll get the statement, what's looking is what you're looking for. Exactly. Yeah? It describes it, it, it remedies everything in a nanosecond. What's looking? Oh, yeah. So instead of who's looking is what you're looking for, trying to look for that who's looking, you realize, geez, I'm the what. Yeah? I am not the who. The who is an afterthought. Yeah? 
The game starts at the what. My interpretation of the game starts at the who. That's what confuses me the most because when I start at the who, the what seems to be forgotten. And it's the one ingredient that's really, really, really important to have available to you while you're living here. Yeah? Or, if it's a who, see this, a lot of people call me and they get real confused because they thought they were awake, let's say. That there was someone there that was awake and now the evidence is telling them there's someone there that isn't awake. So, is, did that someone that was awake blow it? You know? I mean, Jesus, because that's how it would look from a someone. I, it has to have something to do with me that I had it, you know, like I grabbed it by the horns, and now I'm, I'm being gorged by those horns, you know what I mean? I'm not in a good position in regards to that bull I had grabbed by the horns. So I had it, and now it seems like I'm, I've lost it, yeah? But the funny thing is, the same who had it, and now the same who has a real strong feeling it lost it. You've got to look at the who's influence in that experience of having it and losing it. It's the who that's determining the richness of that experience of having it and then losing it. Yeah? That's what makes its life have texture and weight is that the who had it and then the who loses it. And I bet you you'll be more of this, you'll be in the experiential state of losing it more than you ever in the experience state of having it. So it's a really bad deal. You know what I mean? You can actually, you can actually use the seeming absence of that awakened state to beat the living hell out of yourself. <laughs> you would have been a lot happier if you had never heard of anything like this. Yeah. <laughs> you would just be thinking, I'm doing this and I'm doing that and I'm feeling better and you may have a story that would make you feel better then I'm progressing. Maybe, maybe very slowly but I'm still progressing to where I don't know but everyone tells me it's better. <laughs> so, self... Yes? The sense of being the who. Trying to learn about the self, the sense of being the who. To get out of the self, the sense of self, as a who, isn't going to work. Yeah? The who, trying to study about the who, to get out of it as a who, isn't going to work. Yeah? It's a very simple statement. Very simple, but if you ponder it, it could save you a lot of time. This book is like four pages, yet it's, it's lasted thousands, like a 1,400 years or something in this life, in this place. Somehow it's been passed on for so damn long because there was a real value in it, you know? You could read it and the whole freaking shenanigans could stop. Yeah? And so what would happen? You'd feel lighter right now. Yeah? Not by accruing something or by doing something, by recognizing you're not the one who's accruing or doing. Yeah? It's not going to stop accruing and doing, but you'll just... The whole... The whole thing will be a lot lighter because there won't be a who that's accruing and doing. Yeah, it'll be under question, and the big relaxive exhaust. You know, like when you ex- you uh, exhale, it's that, that incredible relief is from the mind contracted in the sense of who into the mind expanding into the sense of what. Yeah, that's the big aha. Uh-huh. It's like a big 
relaxing exhale, better than 20 Thai massages, you know? You know like, because this you is just an incredible coiling up and contraction, because this who should be better, by everyone's accounts, especially you. Yeah? You should be a lot better than you are. And obviously, there's something that you're at fault for, your lack of being better. Yeah? You can't get out of it. But the exhale is like, who? <laughs> wow. Yeah. And it's given to you at all times. If the mind wants to inhale all this freaking information from false perceptions and from an insane thought system, and you become a fucking contracted who with like a stick up his ass. <laughs> you know, trying to get a little bit of whatness as a who. Yeah. And then you hear, hey, you can't use activity to produce stillness. That would be activity. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you get more pissed off. Stop. You don't have to look for the truth. Just stop cherishing your own opinions. Really? I feel less comfortable, comfortable looking for the truth. That's, you know, I don't want to find it, actually, but I want to keep looking for it. Yeah? And then the, so when you get it, it's like the wantness of, of relaxation. And then you re- you'll realize that every moment of all the all the uh, gymnastic, mental gymnastic, and the emotional knots of tying and untying of the selfing, all of that has been surrounded by this unbelievably unfazed realm of silence called whatness. Yeah? And you are of that. You may be appearing in here, but you're of that. Yeah, and a little bit of of. Is it will really leaven the the in, yeah? That's the one thing with, that's missing in the in is the upness, yeah. <laughs> We're trying to look for symbols and substitutions for the upness in here, but they all seem to not be able to f- perform that duty because they're in, yeah. The upness is what's available, but it's not available in. It's available right where you are. It's going to come through you, yeah. All these are just little messages and invitations. They're not giving you anything. If they're really good, they leave you with nothing. So that you can realize, you can be at that point of the who and the whatness, and then hopefully there'll be a little bit of shift of calibration, and now your mind will be tuned into the dial of whatness. While all the advertisements of Buddhists will be playing, all the stories, all the golden oldies, you know what I mean? All like, buy the pooper scoopers, you know, with the pay only $5, but $30 shipping handling, all those fucking false advertisements. They'll keep going on, but you'll be traveling lighter. Yes. What more do you want? That's exactly what you're looking for, is who he says it. What's looking is what you're looking for. So these messages, these meanings are always going to be introductory, like we said the other night. There's no need to go anywhere else because you're the product. <laughs> you're, not getting, you're not getting a new and improved product here. We're not in there. You're the product. You're the, the latent whatness right there, always available at all times with no requirement necessary. It's not going to be delivered to you. It can only be pointed at. Yeah. And how we do it, we point through the who. We don't point at the who, we point through the who. We say, let's see if that who is really who you are. And if it isn't, that's what you are. Yeah. There's no giant transfer of who-ness to whatness. They're like water and oil. 
Yeah? It's like a little thing of oil sitting on a surface of water. Yeah? Our interest and attention is on that little drop of oil, the independent, long-lasting, independent separability, the sense of being a who. Yeah? Yet it's resting. It's, it's on the surface, sitting there. Can't get the sense of the water, but it's on the water. Yeah? And it can even be in the water, yet the encasedness of its oilness will keep it from ever getting the sense. It's like a, it's like a fish. How many fish probably don't know the ocean? Yeah? Yet they've lived in their ocean their whole life. They probably have no idea ocean. They probably have nothing. They can see clams and kelp and fishermen and sharks, but they probably, the only time they realize the importance of the ocean is when they're pulled out. You ever see them on the decks of a boat? They're flopping like fucking crazy. Yeah, because they've been taken out of their milu. They've been taken out of what's caught, allowing all of their little hoodness to occur. It isn't the hoodness that's generating itself, it's the whatness that's supporting it. Yeah. So in this book, these guys, he says, the great way is not difficult. Yeah. For those not attached to preferences. So there's the great way, just being the way, yeah? But it can seem not to be available to you if you're entertaining or holding on to be, actually, I feel, to the one who has the preferences. You know, preferences come and go. But the one who has the preferences becomes the continuum, you know? Like, you've had tons of opinions this life, yeah? Maybe 800,000, maybe 850, probably more, maybe a couple thousand opinions. But the story is that there's been one you that had them all. That's the dilemma. Like, it's not like giving up your possessions, give up the possessor. Yeah? It's like looking at that Buddhist. So, what he's saying here, in this event, what we're calling this, the great way can be disguised from your seeing or living from it, seemingly which means it appears to be true to false to you. Nothing can, nothing that seemingly so, nothing that seemingly is can actually be so. Yeah? This whole place is like an illusion in a way. You and I are giving everything all the meaning it has. So seemingly is an incredible uh, depiction of our role here. It says something appears to be true to false, true or false to you. In other words, it doesn't have any trueness or falseness. You get it. You, you give it. So in a sense, everything is seemingly so. You having a good day is seemingly so, just as you are having a bad day is seemingly so. Yeah? You're not, there's no you to ever have a good day, and there's no you to ever have a bad day, basically. What is it having a bad day? <laughs> What's not... <laughs> so, the meaning is being given to things. So... Everything is seemingly so. Like in recovery, it's an incredible statement. And a lot of people, when they share it, they miss the most important word. They go, we are a hundred men and women who have recovered from a hopeless state of mind and body. It doesn't say that. It says, we are a hundred men and women who have recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. So it was appearing to be true to you that it was hopeless. That's why we were getting loaded no matter what. I mean, if I if something was totally hopeless, what am I going to freaking do? I'm going to try to ignore it by getting loaded, you know, whatever can ex- distract my attention from the hopelessness, I'm going to do. Yeah? It has a perfect logic. But the thing is, it's seemingly so. So even this incredible, nasty parasite called alcoholism can only reach the level of seemingly so-ness. 
It has to have a you to convince that it's so. The freedom from that delusion is not in the who, getting really vigilant and watchful all the time, but it's by realizing I'm not the who, and let some of the what's become available. Yeah? And then you start seeing red is red and blue is blue. You have, you have an appro- appropriate way of feeling about a day in time. Yeah? Like, this is all there is. This is a damn good appropriate way. I mean, I'm not gonna, why would I wanna spend time watching my mind compare this Saturday with a previous Saturday and then a mythical great Saturday that's not here. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'd rather just smell the ammonia of the room in Marin City and be here on Saturday because I can't be anywhere else. I mean, it's not a giant like stretch of logic to see the obvious. Yeah? I can't be anywhere else, so I might as well you know, hey, what? <laughs> And I realize you can't be out of a moment, so I'm not really working hard at trying to get into it. Well, get more into it. <laughs> and get really into it. Who's going to be judging how much you're into in the, mo- in the moment? How, who's going to be doing it? Do you have like a in-the-moment teacher with you all day? Oh, I think you're getting close, Paul. Come on. Push, push. You can do it. Push, push. Oh, you're in the moment. Oh, you're out of the moment. Why can't I stay in the moment? You need more coaching. Come on. Let's go. try it again. All right. Get the book. Get the subliminal music. All right. It's coming, Paul. You ready for the moment? Yes, I'm ready. I'm longing for the... You you can't be out of a moment. You don't need no freaking coach. All you need is someone to say, hey, you can't be out of a moment. You don't need... Oh, I know. I have a method that will really get you in the moment. Fucking run from that. Because all it does is affirm that you can be out of the moment. If you're really trying to get out of something, it must seem to be really real, isn't it? Obviously. We very rarely stop and question how real that is with of that we're trying to get out of. If you saw that it wasn't real, you may give up the ghost. This whole effort of constantly trying to get out of what you can't get out of because you're not in it, yeah, would stop. What would happen? Find out, you know. I can describe it for me, but this is coming from a unique character that may not be the uniqueness that you are. So you'll find it out, and it's, it'll ring the bell in a certain different way. You'll get a different flavor of it. That's what's so incredible here. This isn't like reaching an awakened automaton-type state where everyone who's supposedly awake you know, has the loving gaze and sits around looking, yes, you know, whatever... You don't know. There's a, you get all different types of expression. It's what this is the joy of being here. You know what I mean? Who wants to go to you know automaton awake state? You know, everyone loving gazes and oh yes. You know, fuck. I want some people to irritate me or this. You know. So the whole point, this whole idea is, how much are you trying to get out of what you can't be in? Yeah. Why does it say that self can't get out of self? Why is that? You would think that if there was a self, right, that was in a self, that there would be a method to get out of the self as that self that you that thinks it's in it, yeah? Wouldn't it? If there was a self called, I'm in self, whatever it is, you know, like it's a cylinder, you know, that I'm in. I'm in self today. Oh, 
are you really? Yeah, yeah, I'm in it. I'm really in self. Okay, so you're in self, and you want to get out of self, but the the, the, the part of self that wants to get out of the what what it thinks is it is a different kind of self. It's like more like your authentic self, you know. So your authentic self has this real innocent longing to get out of self. So self can't get out of self. So, yeah, this self. This other self can't get out of that self and still stay a self. Yeah? Because this is imaginary. This is imaginary. Yeah? So an imaginary someone can't get out of an imaginary place and be a real someone in a different place. Yeah? All this is saying. That's all they're trying to get, get you to entertain. Alright. Why am I trying to get out of what I cannot possibly be in? Yeah. And why am I trying to get into something that I can't be out of? Yeah. I'm in life. I can't get out of it. I'll pass away sooner or later, right? So why am I trying to get out of something that I can't be in, which is self? And why am I trying to get into something I can't be out of, which is a moment? Yeah. You don't think that would change your whole way you traveled on the game board of this life? You just get the first few squares appropriate, like with the horse in front of the cart and stuff, instead of having you pushing the cart all the down with like a little map of how the game's supposed to be. You can't see any of the moves, but you just know it should be this should this is how it should be. You're fucking blind. Yeah. So what else? One nice little thing else he says to me. I'll say, so indeed, indeed. It is due to our grasping and rejecting, that's a dualistic aspect of mind, yes? Split mind, grasping, aversion, desire, and then there's another state called indifference. It isn't acceptance. (laughs) Indifference isn't acceptance. Indifference is not acceptance. Indifference is a mental state, a conditional mental state. It's not acceptance. So there's grasping, something you desire, Right? Rejecting something you don't like and then indifference, let's say, to it all. Indeed, it is due to our grasping and rejecting that we do not know the true nature of things. So in a sense, it seems like you have a lot of, a, a big role here, not as the who, but as the what. Yeah. That the what, if it's taking itself to be the who, will not know the true nature of things if it's engaged in rejecting and grasping all day. Yeah? Because you'll be the one who'll be thinking, I'm the one who's rejecting, I'm the one who's hating, I'm the one who's desiring. Yeah? It's not the hating and desiring, it's the one that's doing it. That is going to cause something that's right here to seem to be 10,000 miles away. Yeah? That's simple. Your mind's little bit of of miscalibration makes what's totally obvious. It like blinds us like the fish is blind to the ocean. That's what happens. Yeah. Then we're dying. We're bemoaning the absence of wetness, and we're we're living a state of dryness with the hopes of getting wet while we're soaked. That's the absurdity of it. We're like soaked. We're wet as wet can be, but we believe we're dry, and now we're in the commerce. We're in the business of trying to get wet. And there's a lot of middle men and middle women who will assist you to have an experience of wetness, but you all but it has to be determined the value of the product of the experience of wetness 
is based on the fact that you're dry. Yes? So the dry is taken to be so, and then every fucking shill and anyone else can sell you another new turbocharged way of, I can think you'll stay wet for a few minutes. You know? And then if you like it, sign up and I'll send you the next, you know, secret handshake in maybe a half hour. But in fact, you're drenched. Yeah? The dryness is only seemingly so. It's appearing to be true or false to you. Don't wait for someone to change the channel. You're the set. You're the transmitter. You're the receiver. The knobs are right there. The only dilemma that is caused is if there's the identification of self. You'll be thinking like you're doing it. That doesn't work. Self can't get out of self. But my Buddha, to realize Buddhahood, does not need to seek Buddha. It is the Buddha. Yeah? So in a sense, you are the difference between heaven and hell. Yeah? This is a very empowering thing. It's not another spiritual passive, oh, just don't, just take it with a smile. No! This is like very empowering because you see that you are on the whiteness of this world, of this experience, which is what's dreaming it. You're not in the, of the hoodness of it, which is a dreamt object. How is the dreamt object going to, how is it going to get the attention of the dreamer? It's a dreamt object. It's in a whole different bubble. Yeah. And as a dreamt object, I'm afraid of other dreamt objects. Constantly. Yeah. And I'm trying to get some undreamtness out of another dreamt object. Which is like trying to put a ton on a half ton pickup. That person, that job, that money, that vista, that teacher, can't, isn't going to save me. Because I don't need to be saved. Yeah. You get free from the need to be liberated. I mean, how many vacuums would I ever be enticed to buy if I had hardwood hard floors in my house? I don't care how good the salesman was, I would just look at the reality of it. I don't have a run. <laughs> There's no need to get a vacuum. I don't care, oh, but I like it. it, has 80 different accessories. You can get behind them. I don't have any corners with a rug in it. It's hardwood floors. What happened for that to be sold to me? I can't look down. Yeah? If I look up and I go, oh, yes, I really need that. No, you don't. You have hardwood floors. It's like I was when we were in Turkey. These guys are the greatest salesmen of all. You get, you're walking around, they suck you into a place, and the whole family starts working on you, like tag team, to sell you rugs, you know? So I, I love it. It was a great show. I was sitting there, I said, but I don't have a house. I don't have a room. I'm traveling around the world. They said, well, we can pack it up so you carry it. That doesn't sound like, that doesn't sound workable to me. I'm going to truck around the world in a fucking rug, and I'm going to wait until I find a place to put it down on? No. So all the Turkish coffee and the apple juice, I wasn't moved to buy it. Yeah, because I had the reality clear. I don't have a room. I don't have anywhere to live. <laughs> but you will if you buy the rug. No, I don't like that approach. I, I think I wait until I get a house or a room, then I'll get the rug. No, get the rug first. <laughs> So, and there were great performances, but I would not move to purchase one damn run. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's the simplicity of it. You see the simplicity of it. And because this mental activity is quite a lot like an advertising campaign. It's a constantly trying to take your attention from what's happening and just put it into the thought system about, about there and then. So that the obvious of what's going on will seem not obvious to you. It isn't. It never becomes not obvious. It will seem not obvious to the mind. The mind will be engaged in you in the past and this idea of the who in the future and it will in a sense, for all intents and purposes, seemingly forget its own nature. You will forget the nature of things, which is whatness, not whoness. So that when the fundamental nature of things is not recognized, the mind's essential peace is disturbed to no avail. What an incredible statement. When the fundamental nature of things is not recognized, when I keep taking everyone as a who, and as a thing, instead of sensing the whatness of it all, that means it's not being recognized, your true nature. Yeah? How can I truly address you without, without that recognition? How can I truly address this situation without that recognition? How are you going to do it? It's like you're going to be in the dark. Yeah? Never entertaining that there's a light switch that would make it all clear. And you're running around buying maps of how to find the, the you know, bathroom. Some guy says he was here one day when the lights were on. And I, I think I remember where it was, five bucks. Right? Buy the map for the bathroom. You know, how to navigate a room full of chairs in the dark. You know, get these masters in here. You know, how to avoid chairness. And then knee pads. You know, like, apologies to everyone who I'm going to upset when I step on their toes because I can't see where they fucking are. Yeah? Instead of hunkering down and taking that to be so, just find the light switch. When the light goes on, all the problems were based on the darkness. They have no life of their own. All the problems are based on your misperceptions. There's problems in life for this, but the biggest problem is the one who has the problem. We're the one that's adding all the weight to a lot of shit. Things happen here, and you show up for them or you don't, and be accountable. Yeah? You want to avoid something, it'll probably bite you in the ass a few years later, be accountable. If it bites you in the ass, don't start bitching, oh, I should have done that in the past, or whatever. <laughs> just fucking, just move on, and whatever. It's pretty clear, right? But here, when the fundamental, the fundamental, the basic nature, which is the who and the what, you know, the what is the fundamental nature. The who is how we think we see things appear. From a who, all the who's. Yeah. The way is perfect as vast space is perfect. Always look up in the sky, especially when there's no clouds. That's a great uh, inference to the mind of its own nature. Empty sky, it's an incredible sense of breath, you know, a young, giant exhale, really. When the fundamental nature of things is not recognized, the mind's essential peace is disturbed to no avail. Then it will be in the process of trying to get out of agitation with agitation. Yes? Its essential peace is that it's clear, undisturbed. That's its essential peace. We're trying to get a contrived peace between giant log legs of agitation that have a little bit of less agitation. Like people, a lot of people, they never get out of the fear state. They just have lesser fears or lesser anxieties and more anxieties. 
The fear state is the constant, is the petri dish their mind is resting in. They're coming from agitation all day, and they think that when there's a little bit less, that's an incredible peace. That's not the essential peace of mind. Yeah? That's a fabricated conditional peace that's going to come and go. Yeah? The essential peace of mind is of its own nature. Not in the who, trying to develop a sense of peace, but in the recognition of the what, which has the essential nature of peace. Yes? And this isn't about, all right, we're going to start at the who, and we're going to try to get back to the what, and enjoy it like a who. (laughs) You know what I mean? It doesn't work. It's questioning the who. I don't even like, let's not even say question, entertaining what you hear at meetings like this. This is information freely given to have a recognition, hey, I may not be that. I may not be this activity called split mind that has one of its activity points as a continual stabilized thing called the subject, and then everything else as objects that happen to it, or or the subject have experiences of. This is agitation. There is no stabilized, inherent, independent, special thing that's at peace and is just being bothered by situations. <laughs> and if they would stop or the person would stop, I'd be in incredible equanimity. No, you wouldn't. Your mind is agitated. And you're trying to seek stillness by agitation, which is only going to provoke agitation. Yeah? Yeah. So when we you try when you try to stop activity, <laughs> this is a good one too. <laughs> this guy, man, I would have paid to see this guy. I really would. I would have gone on a retreat with him. I would not have believed in retreats. I would. Have. When you try to stop activity to achieve quietude, <laughs> you know what's coming, right? <laughs> Let's say here's the hope. All right, here's the hope of the Buddhists. Oh, when you try to stop activity to... So, I'm going to try to stop activity to achieve quietude. I'm really excited about it. I'm going away for a three-month retreat. Woo-hoo! <laughs> and then he hits you. He gives you the bubble. Your very effort fills you with activity. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! Isn't there any exemptions? I don't think so. This has gone for thousands of years. I think it's very... It's, it's not dealing with... The, <laughs> it's not taking the who to be real. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> not for a second. <laughs> so do not return to a dualistic state. Oh yeah. Oh here we go. I'll do this one. Yeah. Changes that seem to to occur in the empty world, we make. Uh, the em- in, in the empty world we make real only because of our ignorance. Yeah? So let's say the basic state of ignorance is the Udis, Yeah. It's not there's a you that's ignorant. The feeling of being the you that is ignorant is the ignorance. That's the ignorant state. Yeah. In that state, the ignorant, ignorant state of your own nature, which is you forgot the whatness, that state can now be clear and unclear. Yeah? So that ignorance can seem to be dimmed and then only to flare up again. Yeah? If something, if you don't do what you've been doing or something happens, yeah? Like someone makes a noise, there goes your peace. <laughs> but the basic ignorance is the state of the humus, yeah? And that ignorance will lend itself to anything else that happens as the who. 
Yeah? In other words, everything will carry that one gene of who-ness or ignorance into everything else. That's how it expresses itself. That's how it expands. That's its colony. It grows in the petri dish of self. Yeah? And then it manifests through that and it creates a lot, a lot of expressions here. A lot of expressions. And then for it produces an incredible need to get relief and then spawns tons of addictions. Who have this one idea is to try to get out of self, basically. When you shop, when you eat, when you're doing this, you're trying to get out of what you think you are. Yeah? And of course, because you're not that, you can never succeed. And none of the addictions do succeed, do they? I never got to a point where I shot coke and then I, <coughs> I took the syringe and I put it on a spiritual mantle and I added it to all the god and goddesses of cocaine. Thank you, I'm satiated. Never need to do coke again. I give all my coke away. That would never fucking happen. <laughs> all my coke away and thank you, coke. And every day you know, I remember and grateful for coke. Help me get over something. No, an addiction begets what? More agitation. Yeah? You never get the relief you're looking for because it's ignorantly applied. You're trying to get out of something you're not in. How can you ever be successful at that? Yeah? And how? And you know, I mean, I was a total pro shooting coke. Yet I was never successful to, to stabilize being out of self, ever. The self is just an expansion. There's no place called the self. In this formation of you doing as that, you thinking as that, you feeling and seeing and smelling and tasting as that, it just keeps expanding that you can never reach the fence and then jump over it as a self to look at the domain of self. In other words, you cannot get a ticket out of it. Every place you would land would be part and parcel because it's a moving little realm. It's not like a a border, like a, a, a state or a country. It moves wherever you are. Yeah? And you are trying, me and you are trying to get out of there as that. We're trying to use agitation to find stillness, which only promotes more agitation. It doesn't matter if you try it once, the lucky charm isn't the 50th time where the equation changes. It's like mathematics, it doesn't change. Yeah? If your mathematics of this life is based on the primary number one, as you, as the who, the whole fucking mathematics is not going to be 2 and 2 equals 4. It's going to be 2 and 2 equals 4 sometimes, or something like that, yeah? You're going to be the random fucking number thrown into that math, yeah? So you see it says here, Do not seek for the truths. Only cease to cherish opinions. Yeah? Do not remain in a dualistic state. Avoid such easy habits carefully. <laughs> yes. If you attach even to a trace of this and that, of right and wrong, the mind essence will be lost in confusion. The mind essence, yeah? Your inherent nature of clear, infinitely expansive mind. Although all dualities arise from the one, do not be attached even to the idea of this one. Yes. Yeah. When the mind exists undisturbed in the way, there is no objection to anything in the world. How could there be, really? It sees everything as that, you know? Now, you know, you can go to places and there'll be 
800 pages you have to go over <laughs> on the line. This is like about a six-page little booklet, and it will stop you in your tracks to every stanza. Yeah, I, I find, I've had this since I was a kid, younger, when I was about 18, 17. I took it just when I saw Sai Baba, and I believed in all that. I, he, he blessed it, I had it on my head. He blessed it, I carried it everywhere. I gave it to Burmese monks in, when I went to Burma. Hey, bro, I think this may help you, you know? <laughs> That's in Hawaiian Po. I gave Hawaiian Po, the teachings of Hawaiian Po. And I've just been, a, you know, I've always felt very, uh, I have an affection for it because it's just, it's so clear and dis- succinct, you really can't add on to it. It just, it leaves you with nothing, which is everything. <coughs> I'll give you 10 bucks for it. Yeah. <laughs> it leaves you with... I'll do that. Yeah. Well, it, leaves you, it leaves you with everything. Yeah. As everything, really. You won't know the problem. Wait till you get some real relief from it. And you'll know the problem from the solution. You know? There'll be relief. And in that relief, you'll get what the problem was. And that the highest level it could ever reach is seemingly so determined by you. It doesn't, ha- it doesn't have a determining quality. You're in cahoots with it. You're, you, this is not a passive, oh, give it to the old great one. This is an active, empowering invitation in a way. You see the aspect of mind that may have been uh, unappreciated, especially like in victimhood and stuff. Yeah? You see that you have a huge role in everything here by what you're adding on to and subtracting from. Yeah. And that's what the mind's doing all day. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. The only dilemma is, if the who becomes the dominant point of reference, then life is never seen as happening. It's seen as happening to you. When the who is the dominant perspective, then everything is given direction by that position. So everything now seems to be the going your way or not going your way. Yeah? And on and on and on and on and on. And it's just riffing. It's just the, the point of ignorance is expanding in expression geometrically in time and space. It's got time to do it and that throughout life. And it's got this space of manifestation to do it in. And it's doing a... Watch, look at it. Look at alcoholism. Look at what that mental wind how many people on this planet right today are affected by it? A huge freaking amount. How many people who have passed away, they never write on the thing caused by alcoholism. They always say it was a liver problem or their lungs collapsed. Their lungs collapsed because they hadn't eaten in about three weeks. And they've been smoking cigarettes every fucking day, drinking Royal K. Factor. Yeah? Or a lot of people in prison, most of all, almost all of them are there from, because of drugs or alcohol. And just like in my experience, every time I drank and used, I didn't get in trouble. But every time I got in trouble, I'd been drinking and using. And you see how it takes not just you, but through you, influences all these other people, like innocent bystanders, get fucking sucked in. And what happens is, a, a little, a little uh, aspect of a mental disease they have, like codependency, gets triggered. And now they feed off of the alcoholic. And then they, the alcoholic feeds off... Yeah? And it's like, it's like mind manifesting and riffing and expanding its expression down one fucking deep mental groove of ignorance, of 
of irritability, restlessness, and disappointment and, and disillusion based on the hudas. Yeah, and the only, I find, the only lasting remedy is the what? Yeah. The only lasting remedy that can really change the course of these events. And look at what's happened to you. You've, the buck stopped there, maybe, in your family. I'm not using anymore. You know? My mother, my sister, they were all drunks. But now, it, I'm the last, my other sister's okay. I'm the last male head of it of my family thing, and I'm sober. You know? I haven't married anyone. I'm not, there's not, that thing is, hopefully will die with me in a sense. At least that strain of it. <laughs> it's like millions of tentacles. It's nice to see some of them chopped off. You know what I mean? Instead of like becoming giant rivers, raging rivers of fucking miserableness. <laughs> leading to the lovely river mountain bed, the river mouth called, you know, incomprehensible, pitiful demoralization. <laughs> what a lovely mental state that is. Remember that? That was like the enlightenment of the of alcoholism. That's the enlightenment of alcoholism. We've all been enlightened in a negative way. That's called pitiful, incomprehensible demoralization. I, you can't get any lower than that. Man. And there's no you observing that you're in there. The bottom is a totally, completely encased box you're in. You're not thinking, oh, I'm watching myself in this terrible place. No, you're totally taking yourself to be the one in that terrible place. It's unbelievable, as we know. What in a demoralizing state. If given time, the mind can just produce more and more neuroses if it goes down this way. Swear to God. Yeah. So, yeah. What else does he say here? One nice thing. The arising of others gives rise to self. You've got to see this. You, know, you don't have to see it. Just hear it. Yeah? The, the arising of other gives rise to self. And you can say the other way. The rising of self gives rise to other. Yeah. It doesn't say yes. Giving rise to self generates other. Oh yeah, there he goes. He says it. So the arising of other gives rise to self. Yes? So there's, there's uh, Rob, and then therefore my relationship as Paul with Rob comes up immediately, yeah? So everyone's a mirror to see me. Then the other supports the idea of me, and the me supports the idea of other, yeah? There wouldn't be a me without others to be different from. <laughs> so the arising of other gives rise to self. Giving rise to self generates other. <laughs> so you ever hear of electromagnetism? Electromagnetism, so electricity produces magnetism, the magnetism produces electricity. And so therefore, it finds life in this combination, right? So the magnetism never runs out because it keeps producing what produces it. Yeah? So the magnetism produces the electricity which produces the magnetism. So they can't run out because they're being produced. They're producing what produces them. Exactly. This is what mind is doing in this ignorance. It's producing the sense of self through the other, and it's producing the other through the sense of self. Yeah? And so, with this perceptual experience, we're regenerating the sense of being me. Yeah? With, with generating the sense of being you. On and on. Yes? So in that activity, you're not going to find stillness from that activity. 
in it. Yeah? So as self, you're not going to find stillness in that other. And from other, you're not going to find stillness in the self. Yes? So if you see that, how to stop this, let's say the self is the electricity that's producing the magnetism, and the magnetism If you're not the self, you've thrown a giant wrench in the works. Yeah? Without the electricity, the magnetism won't attract all the shit in the hallway of shit and fans. <laughs> You'll break the bondage to the idea of self. Yeah? And that magnetism... It's, it's going to weaken. It won't be attracting what it used to attract because it's not getting regenerated by the electricity of selfing. Yeah? So selfing is regenerating other, and then other regenerates the selfing. So I can't change the other. If I try, I know people who say, oh, I've gotten over the ego, but everyone else's ego is driving me crazy. That's, that's not it. Yeah? That doesn't work. So, if you see, you're not going to get, oh, everyone is love, but you're not, you know? The self is still going to be bouncing off of the other. No matter if you give all these affirmations and all this. It's not going to work, in a way. But if there isn't a self, yeah, then there isn't another. If there isn't another, the self can still live in that petri dish. It can. It can thrive, actually. You'll be the superior one. <laughs> while all the others are, are very ignorant and whatever. Yeah? But in this case, it's the self. If you're not that, yes? Therefore, that applies to, well, you're not that. <laughs> you're not self disguised as other. Yeah? Electricity, not feeding magnetism. The magnetism of it, which is attracts what? It attracts light. Uh, light attracts light, in a way. So it keeps trying to attract things to re-bolster its sense of being a self. It diminishes it. What occurs? Find out. It could be what you call the essential nature of mind. That essential peace of mind will become prevalent in your life. Not produced by any thoughts or efforts. You know, like you're placed in that position of neutrality. Yeah? And therefore, if you don't actually have it, you can't lose it. You're not playing that split mind game anymore of having and losing. You're not claiming to be the one who has it, therefore you're not going to be claiming to be the one who loses it. It will be so. Yeah. And after a while, that will translate to you and you'll be able to rely on it. And your mind will be able to rest and have some fucking peace here. Yeah. Yeah. Good news, like they say the gospel, that's what the gospel word means, good news. It wasn't like, all right, you hear this, you motherfuckers. You're going to have to suffer for 20 years, or maybe not even. You'll have to live a few couple of lifetimes, and then maybe you'll get the bonuses in an afterlife. No, this was good news. Like, hey, put down the load, like Ramana Hashi says, you know, a guy walking up to the train has a big package on his head, really heavy, you know, his neck is crunched. He gets on the train, and the whole ride, he's holding the package, so... You're on the train. Put it down. The train's going to carry the package. You're not the doer, bro. Put the load down. Yeah? The train and the package is going to get where they're going, yet you won't be traveling so heavily. Yeah. So. That's it. Any questions? 
I got the, the nod of approval. <laughs> <laughs>